Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jantz, and my guest today is Chuck Martin. He is the CEO of the Mobile Future Institute and Director of the Center of Media Research at Media Post Communications, and he's also the author of a new book called The Third Screen, Marketing to Your Customers in a World Gone Mobile. So, Chuck, thanks for joining me. Oh, great to be here, John. So in writing this book, in fact, we just were talking about off the air, you did, you did a ton of research on this, so I'm sure you came up with some statistics. I think it's um, – we probably shouldn't need to do this anymore because I think that um, uh, smartphone penetration uh, seems to be at about 100% in some markets. But, uh, you know, where are we in terms of usage and adoption of this tool we're going to talk about? Well, there are a couple things and a few ways to look at it. If, if you look at the number of just cell phones – uh, globally, we're at, we're at five, actually over five billion. And in context, and this is why we call it the third screen. Obviously, the, the first screen, the TV, there are two billion. The PCs are one billion. So when you look at phones at five billion, that's an extraordinary number. No, no matter how you look at it, uh, there are 75 countries where cell phone penetration exceeds the population of the entire country. And, and this is this includes babies. I mean, it's the entire population. Uh, the U.S. market. We're at about 94% penetration, um, almost 300 million. And where we are now is we're going rapidly to smartphones from mm-hmm. cell phones. So right. we, we started with smartphones, uh, cell phones, obviously. And the, the big change was in 07 when Apple introduced the iPhone, not because it was Apple, but because it really it showed what could be done in this little handheld device, which was phenomenal. And then, then a lot of companies have taken it from there, including Apple, Google, and so forth. So where we are now is we're at, 36% of people who have phones in the U.S. are smartphones, and by the end of this year, it'll be 50%. So there's a 50-50 mix by the end of this year of, of half and half. So it, it's rapidly moving that way, mainly because of the capability. Yeah, and even those that were, I don't know, what do we call them, dumb phones? I don't know. Even those that are non-smartphones you know, still re- still receive uh, text messages and some things that uh, that, that we're going to talk about today. So. Oh, oh text this year, the six. Seven trillion text messages will be sent. Yeah. I mean, seven trillion. Yeah. I mean, this almost sounds like like budget kind of stuff in the U.S. Well, I um, I still have um, I still have kids on my cell phone plan, so I know you know I know about the volume that uh, <laughs> that people can can produce in their texting. Um, Two hundred thousand texts a second yeah, well, are being sent now. Um, are we including tablets in this now? I mean, the the you know you mentioned the iPhone. I mean, is the iPad uh, lumped into this because of its portability? No, we we actually don't look at that as part of the third screen revolution. Yeah. It's really sort of a, it's more of a, it, it's closer to to netbooks and notebooks and PCs than it is to uh, yeah. mobile phones. Yeah. Be, because the, the reality is when you're when you're doing something with mobile, you're doing it kind of everywhere. When you yeah. leave your house in the morning, you have your, your keys, your wallet, and your phone. Yeah. I mean, you may forget your keys, but you don't forget your phone. <laughs> right. um, and and th- that's not true with tablets. They, aren't, they're not, they don't really fit in your pocket. Yeah, plus I, I, I look really stupid with an iPad up to my ear, too. Uh, <laughs> it's like you can't make phone calls with them as a minor detail. Yeah. I mean, not that people use phones for phone calls, yeah, but right. if they could. Right. Now, I talk to a lot of marketers, and there's still, I mean, everybody, this is one of those topics. It's probably like when we were in the first days of just you know really realizing we had to be online. Uh that, that there's there's a lot of buzz about this whole mobile topic and for marketing uh, standpoint, but there's also a lot of apprehension and 
and and even I don't know if fear is the right word, but uh, but even some people saying, hey, I, I'm. You know, I'm not getting into that because that's just, you know, I don't like e- I don't like spam in my email, and that's all mobile marketing is. But now it's on a different device. Uh, that that is true in some cases, but what in the when, in the course of the research over the last year, we found a lot of companies who just they don't get it. They right. Just, they well, that's what I mean. It. And part of it's just that that's maybe been their own experience, and they don't realize the breadth, right? Right. Well, in, individually, this is the first time where when you, when you think mobile is where the web was in 1996. That, that's where mobile is right now. Right. The difference is in 96, the you had to increase the market by another person getting on the net. People didn't were they weren't on the net. Mm. Now the network globally is built. Everyone's we we look at net access like well of course I'm on the net. You know right, we're, right, we're, right. we're wired all the time into the network, and mobile is now tapping into that. So every individual has a phone. It is plugged into everything. The difference is, from a, from a marketer standpoint, is the company, no matter what size, small or large, they they have a much higher responsibility for just what you mentioned, spam, because someone can turn them off if they've opted in for, say, text messages or, or whatever what messages from a company, whether it's it's deals or, or mm-hmm. anything. They can very quickly say, I don't want this from you anymore, and all of a sudden, bang, they're gone. Yeah. And so it's much more of a, a pull medium than a push medium. So we can't really broadcast content or broadcast uh, messages out to people with mobile phones like we could with TV, which was really simple. We really need to, to wait for the consumer to pull something, which means a company has much more responsibility to provide a higher value. Which is a it, this is about the value proposition and behavioral change. It's not so much about the technology. The technology is really just enabling it. So it's it's really about the company being dramatically more responsible and also being ha- having uh, availability of information and service when the customer wants it based on location. And that's a lot of different implications than than the way it has has been in the past. Well, and, and fundamentally, um, search and certainly this this concept of inbound marketing have have both become very accepted practices and 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 necessary um you know that we participate in those so you know i think one of the things that gets people's attention when we start talking about you know how you know what role does mobile play in search and what role does mobile play in in being found we we actually in the book we we separated search from uh, what we call finding mm-hmm. and we refer to the new tools for mobile as finders as opposed to search engines yeah, yeah. because when you're doing searching you're you're sitting at your computer and you're you're kind of looking at a whole range of things you're you 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 start with something that you that you think you really want to to get to mm-hmm. so you you have something before you start with mobile you're looking at things based on location and uh when when you want it, uh, and, and the phone knows where you are, so it knows the proximity to pretty much everything that you're near, and that's a totally different thing than search. So when you need actually less is more with mobile. You're not looking for a website, for example. You're near something. You're looking for the give me the give me the review on these two restaurants. I'm trying to decide between the two. Yeah, or the you hours the hours of operation or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the finders. On these search, on the, some of the finders on on mobile, they actually, if a place is closed, they know in advance it's closed. They don't even provide that as an option, hmm. so you don't have that place just doesn't show up in the search. Huh. Um, you know, it's a lot like I remember the days. I, I've been doing this a long time, and I remember the days when Yellow Page sales folks used to talk about why the Yellow Pages was so important because the pe- when people used it, there was this high level of intent, um, and and I think that that high level of intent has now gone to the mobile device, hasn't it? 
Oh, that, that's totally that's totally correct. The, and, and remember, yellow page, yellow page is actually are still being published. Yes, yes, it, yes. It, it, I know it's hard to believe. I still try to catch that. that guy when he throws it on my doorstep and tell him to take it back. But but that's <laughs> yeah, another story. Your driveway. <laughs> what, a, what a concept. Um, but but it was it was relevant at the time. With with mobile, the the location is known, and with predictive modeling technology, you can determine, based on what other people have done, and this is really where it's going, based on what other people have done at that location at that time, you can pretty accurately predict what that person is like, the next person is likely to be looking for from that location at that time. So, so that's a, a very, very different model than, than what we've had in the past, which is really kind of interesting. So the, the, the behavior changes for the consumer because the expectation changes because they can say, well, it's 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 six o'clock at O'Hare, and uh, I'm I'm looking for rental cars. Well, you know, you're looking for something you can get to right now. It's not this is not a leisurely give right. me the best deals kind of thing. It's it's who's got a car right now, mm-hmm. and it's probably a business traveler. You can based on predicting their mindset. So you're really you're marketing to someone based on their mindset, and lo- which you can determine based on their location and time. Hmm. Well, so from a marketer standpoint, and maybe we could. Maybe you could try to break this into the sort of good, better, best model. You know, if somebody's listening to this and, and saying, you know, you're absolutely right, the tools are there, I need to get on board. Um, you know, a lot of my audience are small business owners uh, and marketers. Uh, they're not going to go out and do what maybe some of the really big brands are going to do. You know, what what would be your advice for them? You know, even if it's even if we're talking about dipping their toe in the water. You know, what are some of the first actions we need to be taking as, as marketers if we're if we're just trying to embrace this? Well, the smaller businesses in this case actually have an advantage over the larger companies because they are closer to the customer. And the large companies are, are being very challenged right now because the, someone at a high level in marketing may get it and say, okay, we need to market to our customers on location, so we create all these location-based things, but they never train the salespeople. Mm-hmm. And the salespeople never hear about this, so the consumer goes in to do this thing because they spent money advertising, so they see it, and the, the salespeople on the floor are clueless about what you're doing. So there's this enormous disconnect. <laughs> a small business, what they should do, the first thing they should do is find out what their customers do with their phones. And one of the big mistakes in mobile marketing is people at, at any size company, they, they base what their plans are based on their personal use of, of the phone. Right. And this is a potential disaster. So, so someone has a BlackBerry or they have a, an iPhone or they have an, an Android, they, they know what they do with their phone because everyone does different things with their phones. It, it's a highly personal device. It, it's a pull-it-close device. So they then think that that's what everybody else is doing as well because that's their universe. Right. And that's not necessarily true. So the first thing is find out what your customers, what kinds of phones do they have. Are they smartphones? Are they full-featured phones? Are they totally, are they clamshell, you know, old, old mm-hmm. 1990s? What, what is it they have? Uh, do they do they text? Most people are texting now. I mean, we're we're typing with our thumbs. Yeah. Ten years ago, someone said you're gonna learn to type with your thumbs. You say, "What are you talking about? It's crazy." It makes no sense. <laughs> right. um, but that, that's a behavior change. We don't even give it a thought now. So you you want to find out? Uh, can you get your customers' phone numbers? Now, a lot of small businesses they they're not going to sit there on their phones and send messages to other people on their phones. That that's silly. But you can send text messages from a computer, which which a lot of people mm-hmm. don't realize this. There are phone numbers you can put in for, for Verizon service, for whatever, for AT&T service, and they're just, it's a, a thing you put in, you know, at such and such, you put in the phone number, and you can type a message, and you can send that to 100 customers through uh, Microsoft Outlook right. at one time. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you've got a total interactive device and capability, and your customers, you have to ask them, would, do you want these kinds of things from us? And some will and some won't, and that's what you provide. 
This halftime break is brought to you by Constant Contact. Constant Contact helps small businesses and nonprofits build great customer relationships with email marketing, event marketing, and online surveys. Visit them today at constantcontact.com and sign up for your free 60-day trial. So, so I guess let's start um, the, then since you opened the, the can of worms. I mean, is 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 SMS, um, I mean, is that a, uh, what I've seen is that there's a lot of backlash on that because people are using it as a, as an interruption device. And, and I think what you're talking a little bit about and what I've heard other marketers in the mobile space talk about is, is it's a great customer relationship tool and, and maybe trying to view it as a lead generating tool is probably not the best way to look at it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a, it, it, it's like it, what happens in these in these all the, every time there's a new medium. What we do is we take from the the previous medium and move it to this one, right. and then eventually we invent what should be done for it. Just like like YouTube didn't exist, it got created for the web. There's something that will get created for mobile. It doesn't exist yet, but but video is huge. I mean, yeah. there there are 15, 15 million MMS messages sent a month. I mean, fifty million video messages. This is, this is extraordinary. Um, and that that, by the way, um, is from the Weather Channel alone. Just <laughs> to give you a context. What is that? Uh, like a, a dynamic radar or something? Um, they're yeah, they're sending they're, they're sending basically video. Uh, someone uh-huh. will say, I, "I want to see this," and they'll they'll, they'll pull, they basically are pulling it. Show show me the weather map. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's on that runs on like like seven or eight hundred different kinds of phones, so it looks different on different phones. Right. But that's just one little example, uh, although that is the largest content mobile site in the world. Yeah. Um, but huh. so so the, the what the companies need to do is they should be doing everything. They should be having uh, a, a mobile website, and right. a mobile website is not a website. It is totally different. Yeah. And and a mobile website is basically less than a website. It, it's based on smaller amounts of information because people they use mobile in bite-sized chunks. They're yeah. snacking. They're not doing movies. Well, as you talked about, in many cases they want pertinent data as opposed to you know doing research, uh, you know, or 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 maybe they're reading blogs, but they again they want that in a um, in a you know without the without all the 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 sidebars and all that. They just want the content. That's right, and, and they and just and they actually will will read a book on a phone. Yeah. as hard as that sounds uh, to normal people, yeah. uh, they 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 won't they won't but they won't sit down and read it like they would read a book. It would be in in pieces mm-hmm. over a, a period of time, and it might be standing at a bus stop. Yeah. So, text messages are not going away. Uh, MMS messages are not going away. Uh, the mobile web is not going away. Apps are not going away. I mean, all of these things are potentials. It's. It's really what is the value that you as a business can provide to your customers via the mobile experience. Well, so talk it's to not me. about doing mobile just because you want to do mobile. Right. right. So let's so so let's move to that experience. I mean, one of the you know hot buzzwords in in mobile is this idea of location based uh, marketing, and certainly there are the the Gowallas and the Foursquares uh, out there that that you know everybody talks about. But are there some ways that people ought to be looking at that uh, themselves? Yes, there are, there are really two ways. There's really location-based marketing and there are location-based services, and they're very different. Mm-hmm. And, and people, they miss this distinction. Location-based marketing is where the company can market directly to the consumer based on location and mindset. So this would be things like geofences, which companies like, like Placecast, the big company in California, they're the, the top in the country doing this, and they're doing it with, uh, with AT&T and, and a lot of other big brands. And they, they build essentially a, an invisible fence or a series of fences mm-hmm. around, say, a store. 
And when you get to, to within a certain area of that fence, a, a company can send a message to that person as long as they've said, I want messages when I get there. Then the next, when they get closer, they can send them a different message. When they get closer, they can send them yet a different message. It might be a deal. It might be it, it, uh, if they're right near a product, they say, if you buy this right now, you get a 20, 25% <laughs> discount or, or something such. So that, that's a, a conversation between the company and the consumer directly. Now, different from that are location-based services, and those are things like Foursquare, Gowala, and so forth. Those are services where the customers are communicating with each other based on their physical location and locations of their friends. The company is not part of that conversation. And the opportunity and the challenge for the company is to become relevant while that conversation between the consumers is going on, which is why Foursquare has more than 200,000 companies who have signed up essentially to be lo located around location. So if, if you have friends that are located at a, I'll take a, a local Starbucks, you've got five friends there. Well, a company who's near Starbucks, it might be another coffee company, is offering a deal. This mm -hmm. is a deal nearby. Yeah. And if you, when you're going, when you check in at Starbucks, it says, hey, if you come over here, we'll give you 50% off on your coffee this morning. So that, that becomes a, 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 essentially being part of the conversation. One of the things, one of the trends I see uh, on mobile, and, and maybe this, maybe this is due in part to kind of who the earliest folks they were targeting, which tended to be younger um, uh, folks, I think. Um, is, there, is there a different kind of advertising, uh, uh, definitely a much more um, you know, edgier, more participatory, I mean, it, to, to make it actually work? Uh, is there a different kind of psychology in the advertising for mobile? Well, the, the uh, things that are working, and, and the demographics, by the way, it, it's actually the uh, 18 to 24-year-old is not the dominant smartphone demographic. It's actually older than that. Right. And, and that, that's consistent with we, we, all the research that we have, uh, that we've seen and we have in the book. Is, that is the case. So yep. it's, this is not a, a youngster phenomenon. No, I think, I think it may be started. I think it may be started a little bit that way. But there's no question that, particularly the smartphones, I mean, it, they've become a necessary business tool. So um, Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so things that, that are working are, are in-app advertising is very successful. For, for whatever reason, nobody knows. But if you if you have an an, an app, which is not a it's not a for the faint of heart to create apps, mm -hmm. um, and, and it's not inexpensive either. As, as an aside, if, if you do it right, uh, but in app advertising is working. Uh, advertising on the on the the bottom of the screens that that is working. The so like on a but but like on a so uh, there's two distinctions there I think when you're talking about creating an app and you're talking about advertising inside of your own app I assume yeah. and then but then for instance you know I'm a big Pandora user which is an iPhone music app and and there are ads uh, that I get uh, from other parties um, that that are clearly paying Pandora for that space right absolutely and it is successful. People, people do view those ads. They, they, there's a very high click-through rate of ads on mobile, dr dramatically higher than other media, by the way. So the mobile marketing, mobile advertising is, is going to be pretty substantive, but it's not going to be substantive like TV broadcast advertising where somebody watches a show and then there's the 30-second, the, 60-second, the two-minute kind, yeah. of, kind of break, and then you come back. It's just not that kind of a model yeah. because people don't look at their mobile phone like that. Uh, but but they look at it all the time. When when you think about it, in business, everybody in business, no matter what they're doing, they're always looking at their phone. 
Like, I'll, I'll do a speech sometime, and I'll be five minutes into the speech, and it might be, say, five, eight hundred people. I'll say, okay, stop. It's like literally five minutes. How many of you have looked at your phone since I started talking? <laughs> it'd, it'd be like 70, 70 right. percent of the audience. I mean, maybe I'm not talking well, but, um, but, but that, that's the way it is in business all the time now. When you go to business meetings, you'll have a group of 10 or 15 people around a table. You'll see the phones are on the table. Yeah. And what's and then, that? What's uh, the, there's a term that I love, uh, and I'm probably not going to get it right, but uh, partial consistent distraction or something like that. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a great. Term. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> but, but it's consistent. I mean, you, you'll be having a conversation with an individual, and in the middle of the conversation, the person will look at their phone yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. then then put it put it down, put it back. Well, in it's their actually pocket. become. Accepted behavior. I've seen people having a conversation and and looking up and down at their phone, you know, texting while they, you know, it's it's like, you know, had, had you done that without a phone, it would have been considered very rude, and it doesn't, even though it may still be rude, it it's, it doesn't seem to be considered so. Right. It's it's kind of it, it's it's that's one of the, that's a behavioral change. Yeah. Uh, another big behavioral change is that you're going to see people um, using uh, 2D, 2D codes, 2D barcodes, mm. and they're just called 2D because instead of one-dimensional barcode across, they're simply square, so it's two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should have named something besides 2D codes, but that's what they call them. Uh, and a QR code, a quick response code, is a kind of 2D barcode. Right. People mistake right. that they're all QR codes, and they're yeah. really not. But the, the point of these codes is they're going to be on, on a lot of packages and barcodes, which anybody can read right now, and there, there are tons of barcode scanners that you can get in your smartphone. People are going to go scan products, especially high-end products. So someone's scanning a $300 product. They scan it, and based on the, uh, the, the, the UPC, just a standard UPC code, the phone within a, a couple of seconds will show them the price of that product in that store and the price of that product in all the surrounding stores by mileage. Yeah. So what happens is someone says, gee, I'm going to scan this product because I'm, I'm going to spend $300, and you find out that you can get it a mile away for 250 All of a sudden, you leave the store, and that person is, that store has lost a $300 gross revenue product. Well, what happens is a, another consumer sees this, and this is how mobile is going to drive mobile. It's, this is not coming from businesses driving customers to do something. It's from customers learning from other customers the value. So a customer sees somebody do that, and they'll say, excuse me, what are you, what are you doing? Well, I just scanned this, and look at, look at this. See, I, I'm saving $50, so I'm going over to another store to get this. And so, so now two of them leave, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. All of a sudden, someone says, well, I'm not technologically inclined, but I just saw how to save $50 uh, very quickly, so I'm going to just go get a phone and get just, just that one app. Uh, and then, then it goes from there. So Let, it's the value proposition. Well, let's let's finish up on one topic that's very related to this because uh, we're coming to the end of our time, and that's an, another topic that's getting a lot of buzz. Or you know, you you walk into say an Apple store and you want to buy something, and and the, you know there's no cash register. Uh, the person just zaps your credit card, you know, from their mobile device. Um, so is is that uh, and the various you know technology and devices that enable that is is you know going out. To where the customer is and and transacting you know business taking money exchanging money I mean is that trend of of, of mobile commerce something that's on you know on us uh, pretty fully yeah that'll be very big the the problem is that retailers are going to have to change the technology their their POS their their point of sale mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. and that is not a small expense yeah. uh, so that has to get resolved and the credit card companies and the carriers have not yet resolved that. So and it's a big debate in the industry. I mean, there's there's a lot of money being spent because this involves trillions of dollars on the back end of processing, 
because you ultimately you're not going to need that plastic credit card. It's yeah. going to be in your phone. And well, Starbucks does it now. You, scan, you have your phone scanned. Well, and 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 PayPal does it. I I actually uh, spoke at a series of eBay events, um, and they own PayPal, and uh, they they uh, were buying my book um, at uh, the pay, at these eBay events, and they were where well, there's actually a an app uh, that that uses something called bump technology that was, that allowed us to bump our phones together. You know, they had to be logged into their PayPal account. I had to been logged into my PayPal account. We had to both agree on the amount and then we bump our phones together and exchange $10. Right. Yeah. And, and bump started as the app where you simply were exchange contact. Information. Right. So you bump right. your phone and your, both right. your contacts go into your Outlook database instantly, yep. right. which is pretty cool. That stuff's being built into all phones now, NFC near-field communication, so you'd be able to mm-hmm. swipe a phone in front mm-hmm. of something. Mm-hmm. That, that is the behavior change that, that's right around the corner. We, we are going to be doing that. It's not, that's, that's definite. There's no question. Fun stuff, Chuck. So I'm talking to Chuck uh, Martin, and we're talking about the third screen, marketing your customers in the world, gone mobile. And, and clearly this is an area that we have to continue to pay attention to and grow in and experiment. And I, I think that you know, anytime we're talking about behavior changes, um, it's really hard for somebody to sit down and say, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> and uh, so I, I think in our own industries, in our own communities, our own businesses, experimentation is probably uh, uh, in order. Test and learn. Yeah. So, Chuck, thanks for joining me. It was a pleasure, and I'm sure that I will see you out there on the road somewhere. Absolutely. Thank you very much.